Welcome to the Coping 19 Limited Series Podcast, a positive look at how entrepreneurs are coping with this COVID-19 pandemic, what they're learning from this situation, and how they're changing their business practices to accommodate this new world. And now here's your host, Jennifer Lee. Movies that take place in the future always show the impossible, especially in one sector, and of course that is healthcare. In Star Wars, A New Hope, for example, well, besides learning the shocker, and spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't seen A New Hope by now, of course Luke is Darth Vader's son, but on top of that, because he lost his arm in the lightsaber battle leading up to the end of the movie, he now needs to get it fixed, so he's at the hospital ship and there is a robot giving him a robotic arm which is super cool. In the movie The Host which is a few years ago which is also set in the future anytime somebody like cuts their arm or gets a scrape or gets a bruise they have this like spray that kind of looks like a perfume and you spray it and instantly you heal which I think is amazing because I'm accident prone so I think it would be great if I could have like the spray to like spray myself up (laughs) and then be healed instantly. So there are so many different innovative medical devices that we see in the future, medical treatments that maybe one day could be a reality. One thing that we see in a lot of futuristic movies, which we didn't really use too much until lately, but have had the technology for a long time, of course, is video chats. Video chats have exploded for business and they're fairly old. Like I remember video chatting on Skype like 10 years ago. Of course, you had to have the webcam and it wasn't that convenient because you had to make sure you had a webcam. You made sure it worked. Sometimes it didn't work and sometimes the cord was really short. So it would like fall off your computer all the time. Now it's so easy because on your tablet or your phone or even your laptop, you can usually just open it up and uh, start video chatting away. So much easier with a built in camera. But a lot of professionals are starting to use it to keep in touch with their patients. Like counselors are using video chat during COVID-19 and also other medical professionals like physiotherapists up until they were able to open their offices they were chatting with their patients to continue the treatment that they needed and then of course doctors are still working virtually I just actually had my very first virtual doctor appointment a few weeks ago it was really weird because I needed them to check something on my face and they were like look closer into the little camera and you're trying to get your face in the tiny little square on your phone and you're like I'm not sure if they're gonna be able to see anything but they do they were able to diagnose me right away ask me what pharmacy I wanted the prescription medicine to go to and done. The next day I went to shoppers and picked it up. So it was really easy. And I also felt like I was kind of like living in a futuristic movie. But like I said before, I'm actually surprised that recently we've just started to do video chats with your doctors. I know they did exist a bit before, but now everyone kind of has to do this model until we figure out what's going on with COVID-19. And I think this is a great thing that we could implement during cold and flu season because you're usually in the doctor's office and you're sitting in there and, you know, some people are really sick and they're coughing and they're sneezing and they can't help it. And I'm not blaming them, but you're sitting there and you're like, oh, I'm wondering if I'm going to catch something when I leave the doctor's office. So having people for minor issues over video chat that can be diagnosed over video, I realize that some things can't be done over video. I think that uh, it's a great way to eliminate some of the people that, you know, are quick appointments and then leave the treatment to the people that really need the longer appointments within the doctor's office. So video chats with the doctors have been amazing 
But how do you take this idea one step further, especially in this new world we're in during COVID-19, where every type of equipment has to be guaranteed it's thoroughly cleaned and the proper distance if you are going to meet with someone is being provided. Technology in the medical field has been growing rapidly and COVID-19 is showtime. This is where we can actually put it to the test. Yes, technology and medicine isn't new. It's ever changing. Just COVID-19 really started to put a lot of different things into practice more. It was more of a daily practice, like video chats is now something that I think we're gonna be using for doctors for a very long time. And other innovative ideas are gonna come from this. That's why I wanted to talk to somebody that is in the telehealth industry. This is an area that I really don't know much about, but want to learn. So my next guest is Carrie Gibson, who is the director of strategic partnerships for Zippy Care. I want to know how their telehealth service, Zippy Care, is helping out the medical industry during the time of COVID-19. Zippy Care is next-gen telehealth. It is a phenomenal technology that brings together both software and hardware in order to give a very comprehensive diagnostic data to the doctor through a virtual system. So it begins with an app, and this app basically is a triage. It takes the patient's information and symptoms and basically breaks it down. If you have a gushing wound, please call 911. If you have COVID symptoms, please, you know, it was follow these protocols. But if you would like a in-house or in-office for that matter, checkup, we can send an OCC, which means on-site care coordinator, with this box of tools. And this toolkit is filled with all sorts of diagnostic equipment, everything that you would find in an urgent care center to the home or office of the patient. And the OCC then applies these tools to the patient and gives a live feed to a doctor anywhere in the province for the doctor to be able to give a legitimate diagnosis to the patient. Physicians don't come to the house. Physicians are coming in by Zoom. There is a video engagement that is connected to the box so that the doctor can see the patient and the patient can see the doctor. And we have a camera, for instance, so that the doctor can, you know, check out eyes, ears, nose, throat, dermatological issues. Issues, and it's very high-res uh, patent camera. Patent belongs to Zippy Care, and but the physician can be sitting at home and be taking multiple calls at once. And the OCC is not a physician, so this is the best thing: is because we can train medical assistants and those others that are qualified to operate the equipment. They need to have some basic medical background knowledge, and they are basically the hands of the physician. And so that is who is in the home. And those OCCs are fully decked out in PPE, especially at this time. So, you know, it was just to protect themselves and to protect the patient as well. And further to that, regarding the protection of the patient as well as the OCC, the on-site care coordinator, we've also engaged with the New York Mayor's Office. We've developed a partnership with their end GVV program. And so their professionals are now training all 
all our staff on intimate partner violence, on elder abuse, on uh, trafficking, how to detect the red flags of these issues and how to respond accordingly and sensibly and protect our clientele. As I'm sure you've heard, the increase in intimate partner violence during this time, it's increased exponentially, like horrifyingly. Um, the battered women's services reports a 300% increase to its hotline. And so if we are able to offer assistance through our training to our clientele, providing resources and support, we are hoping that we can better serve our clients in all aspects of their wellness. So it is, it's much safer. It's a lot of telehealth currently is reduced to a video call, which unfortunately is not necessarily effective and also leads to, you know, possible legalities. And of course, the patient isn't properly cared for as they might be when the doctor actually has the data as if the patient is in the same room as them. I love the idea that you have taken video calls to the next level and you have combined them obviously with a lot of technology and different ways that you can provide safe medical practices from a distance. So I love it. And the case that comes to your home is amazing. People are gonna have to Google it, but it looks something out of like a sci-fi movie, but really high tech. But of course, Carrie, long before Zippy Care, you have had so many successes and a very impressive resume. Can you tell us a little bit of your prior experience before jumping on Zippy Care as the Director of Strategic Partnerships? Yes. Well, I'm the president of EcoCentry Technologies, and we have a 17-year history of commercializing clean tech. And, and that led to many involvements over the years. And and uh, EcoCentury has evolved to a consulting firm that has been doing fun work with uh, Simon Fraser University, developing circular economy agri-systems to address food sovereignty in remote and indigenous communities, as well as I do some side work with the uh, United Nations as the Planet 5050 champion and the Wizard I sit on the advisory for the Joint Task Force of the Canadian Armed Forces. And a lot of these experiences and the boards I sit on uh, led me to see many vulnerabilities in our community and especially regarding healthcare. With the Simon Fraser project, we realized that it was difficult to measure the increase in nutrition and well-being in communities without consistent healthcare data, without, what was it, there being any healthcare other than uh, nurse locums in some of these communities. During COVID, it's quite complicated because, of course, these Indigenous communities are unlocked down and therefore uh, many people can't get out to see their GPs, their specialists and maintain a healthy lifestyle. So one thing led to another and I started to explore options for British Columbia when it came to remote diagnostic healthcare system and a dear friend of mine who I met through the United Nations referred me to ZippyCare and I began discussions with them as to how we can expand this amazing technology into Canada and I became the director of strategic partnerships in that in motivation to do so. Carrie, do you find that Zippy Care weeds out people that are getting renewals for prescriptions, other routine checkups, and minor ailments that might not be necessarily needed for that person to actually go physically to the doctor's office? And what is the percentage of people needing at-home service that, of course, Zippy Care provides? 
Yes, well, during COVID, pretty much that market has opened up to everyone. And we operate fully in New York. And as a complete operation, we're hoping to do the same in British Columbia shortly. The It definitely reduces the intake uh, for ERs, uh, clinics, urgent care centers, and it unburdens the healthcare system. And it, it also uh, helps the doctors with their outreach to their patients. And there's many vulnerable communities at this time who just need a checkup and maintenance, have their prescriptions renewed. ZippyCare allows the doctor to send the prescription to the nearest pharmacy for the patient. And so a lot of these simple things that we take for granted are then easily serviced. And also it, it provides an, an opportunity for the doctor to reach out to vulnerable communities such as senior citizens, persons with disability, uh, persons in remote locations in order to provide them a more complete healthcare picture. And a big part of BC's vulnerable population, of course, is our seniors. And a lot of them are in long-term care facilities. And as we know, long-term care facilities have been heavily affected by the virus. One change that has been made by the government during COVID-19 is that care professionals can only work at one long-term facility. They cannot work at multiple like they used to. So something like Zippy Care might actually be a solution for care homes to minimize the spread of viruses in the future. It, like, had we been operational in BC, it would definitely have provided an opportunity for especially long-term care homes uh, because there is no uh, physician in residence. And so staff could be trained, medical assistants who uh, are already working in these residences uh, could be trained as OCCs in order to uh, better protect our seniors. In uh, New York, we have COVID protocol and we actually are working with a lab where we are used as a dispatch system and we send out a phlebotomist in order to do COVID testing at this time. They, of course, have very strict COVID protocols, you know, wear protective gear. And we're hoping that, as you know, the rates in New York uh, for COVID are extremely high. And so this has been a very popular system so that people don't have to go to these clinics where they think they might have COVID, but they might not have COVID and then contage COVID. <laughs> so uh, it uncomplicates the system. I know New York has drive-through testing, but it's also great that Zippy Care was able to help out in minimizing the spread because if people could get diagnosed at home by Zippy Care, if they have COVID-19, they don't have to worry about spreading it to other people. Because as we know, New York has been really hit by COVID-19. In that particular state, what has the response been to ZippyCare? Well, we're currently training new OCCs because the supply can't meet the demand at this time. And we are fully booked. And it's been incredible for the company to be able to properly test our abilities to pivot and, and adapt to the pandemic and service the community in a way that uh, people feel protected. And we have a very large range of clientele in New York. Everyone from busy professionals who just don't have time to get to their doctor between office hours to persons with Alzheimer's. It causes a lot of anxiety for someone with dementia to be packed up and transported to, to a clinic. And of course, in this time, we don't want our seniors, what was it, might be having dementia. We don't want them exposed and at risk. I mean, we adore our, our seniors and our grandparents and we, we want to do the best for them. 
And that's what the news was mentioning the other day about seniors home specifically. And they have different wards and the dementia ward in the senior homes is tough because people with that awful disease don't know what's going on with COVID because their memory is not as sharp as other seniors that aren't going through dementia. So it makes care a little bit harder for them because they don't understand why they have to do certain things like stay away from their family members. Anytime though, when you are building a brand new business, there are always challenges. And what are some that Zippy Care has faced so far? The challenge wasn't in the development of the technology or the markets. That's that's readily available. Of course, we have to go through a strict regulatory process, which you know is as much for the protection of us as for, for the protection of our clients. It's just a lot of paperwork. <laughs> and so, uh, but during COVID, some of those stipulations have been relaxed. HIPAA has has been relaxed somewhat. Um, some of our physicians are now able to consult in other states. So. We are expanding across uh, the U.S. Uh, during this time because we have the ability to do so and are building partnerships across North America to make this happen. Right now, we're going through the regulatory process with Health Canada in order to comply with our federal and provincial regulations. And we hope to have success shortly so that we can properly deploy. I think this is a brilliant idea. Zippy Care has already had some success in the United States, and I hope it comes to Canada very soon. Do you think one day as telehealth advances more and more that in the future that doctor's offices will actually exist? It was interesting. I've been talking to various physicians groups, particularly here in Canada. We heard back from these groups that pre-COVID, there was very little interest by physicians in some of these groups to engage in telehealth. They had concerns about the video calls, about the uh, security and privacy process, and you know who owns the data. That's also something that we're very uh, strict about, data compliance. And we've been in calls with the, the U.S. Trade Commission in, in order to ensure that we are fully compliant with those regulations. But it's interesting that during COVID, those physicians that were a bit reticent to jump on board are now very eager to engage, particularly with Zippy Care. Because the video call wasn't sufficient, the Zippy Care system is actually offers diagnostic capabilities, which makes them a far more comfortable in the treating of their patients. And they had thought that it's such a technology it was maybe five or 10 years out and they were quite thrilled to hear that this is a present reality and something that we are working very, very rapidly on implementing here in Canada. It's so nice to see that these professionals that are usually using a very traditional system have now uh, combined it with future practices and are really hopping on this new technology. Like we've seen psychiatrists do it during the pandemic, of course, doctors, lawyers, there's a whole list of professionals and it will be really neat to see who keeps this technology as we move forward uh, post COVID-19. Zippy Care, as you've mentioned a few times, is only in the United States, but hopefully it'll be in Canada soon. You guys are working on it. What holes in the Canadian medical system do you think Zippy Care can help fill? Well, it's very interesting. COVID has obviously highlighted the gaps in social protection in Canada. We do have a universal healthcare system, but I don't think we ever were prepared for a pandemic. 
So Zippy Care is is a service that can hopefully temper the both the burden on the healthcare system and the risks to, to the patients. I don't think anybody was really prepared for this pandemic, but uh, BC here in Canada did a really great job at. Uh, keeping the cases low so far. And that's the one big thing that I know that they were worried about was putting a burden on our healthcare system. So it would be great to have things like Zippy Care in the future to help out when, well, the going gets tough. And obviously COVID-19 hasn't only been hard on the healthcare system, it's also had a huge impact on people's lives for the fact that a lot of people have lost jobs and maybe the career that they originally chose or have been in it for a while isn't gonna be there for a long time. Phase four, as we know, is where a lot of other careers and industries are that won't be happening for a while, like concerts as well as uh, clubs. So some people are gonna have to start thinking about entering down different career paths. Or if you're graduating right now, you might be thinking of switching the idea that you had in your mind for one career to another. So Carrie, what advice would you give to somebody that wants to enter the tech medical field? Oh, I think it's a fabulous idea. There are so many opportunities in health tech right now in how to how to serve the patients better. We are really in a crisis with the lack of healthcare professionals. And so the better we're able to support our healthcare professionals through technologies that basically expand their their reach, you know, in, in order to serve more serve more patients, uh, serve them in a safe and uh, comfortable way. I think there's a lot of opportunities there as well, of course, you know, perhaps increasing the ability to respond to such crisis through vaccines, protocols, advanced PPE. There's definitely a lot of opportunity in innovation in the healthcare system. I agree. I think the tech medical field is a great area for people. I think it's an area that some people don't really realize how many different jobs exist in it. And there's so many different ways to get yourself involved in that area. And I think after COVID-19, we'll definitely see more jobs come out of that field and there will be new ones because of technology, of course. So excited to see where all that happens. Excited to see where Zippy Care goes. And I'm sure that it will be around the world in no time. Okay, Carrie, before you go, I can't let you off the hook. I play a game of my guests. It's called Quarantine Questions to kind of liven up the mood. Uh, we've been in this thing for a while now, so we could all use a little bit of fun. All you need to do is answer the most questions in a minute. There's no right or wrong answer. You just have to be quick, rapid fire, and you're going to get a prize if you can beat nine. Nine is the number right now that I have for my past guests. And I still don't know what I'm gonna get people now that things are opening up, maybe a gift certificate to the outside world because I think everyone is toilet paper now. Anyways, Carrie, let's begin. What movie character are you gonna look like when you finally emerge from quarantine? <laughs> 
The Bride of Frankenstein. Scary. <laughs> Just joking. Great answer. What is your favorite quarantine snack? Popcorn. Ooh, that's my favorite too. If you could come up with an invention during quarantine, what would it be? Oh dear. Um, a wine keg delivery system. Oh, love, love, love that idea. That is going to go global. Carrie, you need to get a patent on that idea for real <laughs> ASAP. If you're at the grocery store and they say that you can only have one item out of your pile, what would it be? <laughs> oh dear, I have no idea. Um, Lysol wipes. Very practical. And also at the very beginning of this, I know just like toilet paper, people were having trouble finding Lysol wipes. So hey, you got to grab them when you can. Okay, let's try to squeeze one more question in Carrie. After this is all over and say you write a memoir, what would the title of it be? The extrovert turned introvert. Oh, Carrie, you only got five. That's okay. It's just all supposed to be fun. <laughs> you just didn't beat the magic number of nine, but that's okay. You gave me amazing answers to all the questions I asked you today. And you told me so much about Zippy Care, which I'm super happy for you and everyone at Zippy Care. And I can't wait to see it everywhere one day. So uh, good luck to all of you. And thanks again, Carrie, uh, for coming on Coping 19. <laughs> My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Coping 19 limited series podcast looking at how entrepreneurs are coping with COVID-19 and how they're changing their businesses to fit this new world.